Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits conversation. We just finished a conversation about joy and happiness, and right at the very end, we realized, is trying to create happiness out of joy addiction? Steve, you, you kind of brought it up right at the end. Do you want to start us off here? Well, I, I brought it up in, in um, really to, to, to quiz you as a psychologist on this, that, that if, if joy is that dopamine jag, that big burst of, of feel good, mm-hmm. whether it comes through a goal or, or you know, you find something you thought had been lost forever. Does that affect the happiness level? Because we, we sort of talked last time about this, this water level, this sea level of happiness that we each have, mm-hmm. and then the spikes of joy. So I just wonder if, if you can change the level of happiness through more joy. Well, so that's an interesting question. I'm going to jump in because that was kind of directed at me. Um, it's an interesting question because if you try to create joy, which is basically a dopamine spike, artificially you end up with addiction which is you know cocaine and and that kind of thing and if you have so much joy that you run out of dopamine because that's what happens your body runs out of dopamine then you crash and you end up absolutely depressed and miserable so the question can you change your happiness level i don't think is necessarily related to joy Mm. but it is it is a uh, enticing attractive substitute yeah definitely there's a there's a thing around small wins there's a there's a radio program here on radio Two where they they celebrate small wins and people phone in or email in and say you know uh i was doing the garden and i found the the two pound coin that i lost last august Mm. that i yeah and and it was it's two pounds it means nothing but it's it's there and i've got it so it's a small win Mm -hmm. and those things are disproportionately gratifying. So they give you disproportionate joy. So I'm wondering mm. if there is a scale of joy. Mm. And remembering to celebrate those small wins. I mean, I'm definitely someone that only recently in my life have I remembered that achieving a big goal is not a box to tick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, so rewarding yourself, celebrating your successes, large or small, celebrating those wins, big or little, can give you joy, can give you the dopamine spike that you might otherwise be looking to prescription or non, non-prescription drugs for, but they're almost serendipitous, so there's no chance of addiction. You can't make small wins, right? You can't force the other team to let you score a goal because that's that takes away all the joy. That's not the sport. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. are human beings joy-seeking machines? Well, we're certainly dopamine-seeking machines. Mm-hmm. But we're not, we, does it take a certain amount of maturity and development to become happiness-seeking? I think it takes yeah. a certain amount of awareness about your past and, and how great it has been. Because when you start looking at like everyday life, it can get really hectic and crazy. But when you step back from it, most of us, I think, can say, wow, my life has been pretty good. Yeah, there's some bumps in the road, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, Robert, that the, the people you work with and, and the people who they lost are, you know, not going into detail about your work, but the 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 need for perhaps supporting them not just in in practical terms but supporting them in terms of the psychology to bring them up to a point of happiness again 
where they can celebrate the memories and, and enjoy their lives to a greater extent. Is, is that something that, that you kind of think about or dwell on? I, I do because, um, again, I didn't know that this, this type of organization existed, but I also, um, because of my journalism background, I interviewed quite a few of the students for, for um, just for our, for our records and so forth when we, when we post stories for our social media. And hearing, I can hear a lot of the emotion when I talk to them and when they're speaking about it. And what I like to do also, one of my questions is not to focus so much on, well, when did your dad pass away? I let them, you know, most of it, is, there's, there's some uh, mothers in there as well, but uh, with special operations, it tends to be, you know, mostly male. So I said, well, what are some good memories you have of your father? I try to go there and if they want to, well, he died at this time and then I let them do that part. But but to answer your question, I think um, I hear, um, I actually hear both. I hear a sense of, for at least from my perspective, the joy and the happiness, especially when I ask them, okay, well, what have you um, gotten out of the Special Operations Warrior Foundation? Um, how have we been able to help you? And then, you know, their, their attitude completely changes. And it's just, there's so much and... Um, there's probably a little bit of both there, but yeah, but I can hear it. I can tell and hear. And after this conversation now, I'm thinking back to some of those, those interviews and, and I'm hearing. Yeah. Did I ask your question, Steve? Yeah, it, it does. But it, it almost kind of immediately raises another one, which is more general, which is that um, if your happiness is low, is it possible to bring that happiness up with the support of others? Are people like, I'm a coach, so you know, it, uh, we, do I help raise people's happiness? Mm -hmm. Do I, um, do we, does doing somebody good bring them joy or does it bring them happiness? Or does it do a little bit of each? As you say, Robert, you know, is it a bit of each or a bit of both? Well, I think that, you can increase someone's happiness by helping them notice the happiness. I think that happiness is something that we're, as humans, we're pretty lousy at paying attention to. So I think that helping someone notice the happy points in their life is going to increase their happiness. Bringing someone joy is a completely separate thing and I think has a bit of a surprise element. Um, and that's what can lead to the addiction, you know, if, if people chase it themselves. Hmm. I'm a big fan of the Louisiana uh, word lagnap, which is, you know, the little free thing at the end of a transaction. Mm -hmm. the, the extra beignet in your bag when you go to World's End Cafe, you know, you buy six and they give you seven. Or you go to a restaurant and they give you a drink with your bill without you asking. And I love to, 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 to throw a little lagnap into the mix when I have a coaching transaction or, or a, a program or something. And, and I, even if I don't see it, I get joy out of imagining the joy at the other end when they get yep. you know, whatever it is. I've done things like that where I send I send envelopes with money in them and I don't sign them and just send them to people just because it's fun. Joy is um, more visible than happiness. Mm. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so that, that thing you were saying, Steve, about you get joy from other people's joy. I mean, yes, and it's nice to be around happy people and, and, and that sort of thing. And, but, but because joy is a bigger sort of spike. Mm. 
I when, I, when I wish someone happy birthday, I'll often say, I hope you do something today that brings you joy. And that's exactly mm. what I mean. I want them to have the day that has that spike in it. Mm. Mm. Well, we asked that of new recruits, you know, does this work bring you joy? Can work bring you joy? Is that a thing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If, if yeah. your work brings you joy, you'll never work a day in your life. Ah, yeah. joy, are we talking about happiness? Because joy is, you know, a spike. Work is... Nice. Well, you can't, you don't want to get addicted to it, but if you don't find joy in your day-to-day -day work, <laughs> at least at some port parts of it, are you going to be happy? Yeah. I mean, these conversations bring me joy. I love them. They're so I much mean, fun for me. I get, you know, I get joy at great feedback. If I get good feedback from somebody or I get a response that, that tells me that I've done something positive, I get absolutely, Simon, to your point, I get joy from that. And mm. In a sense, there's an overlap here with Robert because I do do voiceovers as well as coaching. And one of the most voiceovers are just, they're done and gone. But there's one charity which has come back again and again and again. And it's a charity, um, it's a Train a Dog Save a Warrior. And it's for people with post traumatic stress get a, an assistance dog that can help them uh, get past episodes of, of, of PTSD. And the first job I got with them was being their dog, being, being Malibu, the American bulldog. Oh. Uh, and um, and it, it just gives me great pleasure. I listen to it. I listen back to it because it's so not me. Mm -hmm. that, but I did, the guys come back six or seven times for different videos. So they obviously did a good job of it. <laughs> it's interesting. Oh. You just interchange pleasure with joy. And I don't know if those are the same. And we don't have time to have that conversation because we are at oh. 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having this conversation with me. Thanks so much for stepping into this stream and we will do it again soon. Have a good rest of your day. Thank good you. to meet you all. Thank you.